So what is Conversations with Coriel all about? It's a weekly series on a wide variety of topics, from the metaphysical to the philosophical, from the erotic to the exotic, from the mystical to the spiritual. It's all about showing you how to enhance your life. And I'll also be showing you ways on how you can enhance your animals' lives too. I'll be joined by host Kevin McDonald. I'm happy to have you here. Now let's have a conversation. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to My Independence Report. And I've got a psychic one over there because uh, um, she... I don't know how she does it, but she is incredibly psychic, and and she sent me a message late last week saying we need to talk about grief, and uh, in all of its forms, and what's what's happening in the world today. And she knew more at that time than uh, she was apparently letting on because we both have people that we know in uh, in the city of Boulder, Colorado. And for those of you that may not be aware. Um, there was a, a mass shooting there yesterday. There was another one in another part of the country a week ago. So that's uh, 18 people are dead in a week in mass shootings. And um, I know that Coriel's got um, many people that, that live in Boulder, and I have got people there too. And so it's it's a very frightening thing. So on that happy note, welcome to the show, Coriel. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. Thanks for having me. As always, always a pleasure. You know, it, it is. You know, I had somebody tell me they they said um, I was talking about the show and the the different shows that I had on and and you and and um um Miss um, Venter and 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 stuff and and I said I said you know I really really enjoy um my time with Coriel. she is really she's really a special and she said well you know you guys do really good together so you should you should keep doing that and that that was my sister who doesn't think highly much of anything <laughs> oh, well. sis i'm just kidding if you're listening to this i'm just kidding don't call me <laughs> just kidding so in, in in any event it is always such a pleasure to to, to spend some time with you you're so um you're so smart You've got such a good a heart to you that uh, these sorts of things, th th what happened in Boulder, Colorado, they really hurt you, don't they? Well, they hurt uh, anybody that's got, you know, an ounce of compassion and empathy, of course, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I when I said I wanted to do the show on grief last week, um, it was because a client longtime client of mine has been going through working through grief of a heart animal it's actually willem's people hope and kathy and they're going through a tough time and um you know it's like so i said okay it felt right it felt really right it felt like there was this this was an important message it felt like it was time i of course i did not know that anything was going to happen no um, I had no clue. I did not get any psychic feeling. I just felt like this was a um, super, super important time to talk about this subject. So, um, I, you know, in that, what I want to say is, uh, I want to say, I want to dedicate this show to, first of all, the people who were were killed in Boulder, in Boulder and uh, the community of Boulder, the state of Colorado, who are going through uh, a tough time. So that's what I'm dedicating this show to, as well as to the people who have transitioned over this last year, those who have died from COVID and those who haven't, okay? And as well as I'm dedicating it to all the animals um, that transitioned in this last year. You know, this has been a hard year. This has been a very, very challenging year for humanity, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, and, you know, also dedicating it to the people who just had a damn hard time. They lost their jobs. They lost their lifestyle. They lost their social, uh, their social way of interacting. They, you know, they're just having a struggle. So to all those people and more. And uh, uh, this show is dedicated to you. So, hey, Susan, how are you? 
it's um it's it's it, it really is hard to put into words um how how what can happen and you you can go to the grocery store because you forgot the uh, frozen peas for the tuna casserole and um you're in the store and then the next thing even even people that were not directly involved or were shot it's a life-changing experience for everybody that's in there um you can't you can't help it of course absolutely and this is one of the things that i wanted to talk about in how how to deal with and how to move through grief because especially with this year and humanity getting hit and getting hit and getting hit with new things happening over and over and over again it it just seemed like we were you know, mired in it. We were, we were bat, you know, we were marinating in it, you know, and it's just, it, it's so super important. One of the things that I, I think that I really want to talk about is because anything can happen and it's not just some being going into a store and shooting it up. Of course, that's that's awful. That's one of them. Absolutely. But, you know, it could be, you know, one minute you're okay, the next minute you're not okay. Hell, you could fall off a cliff, you know, at the, the, the you're standing on a cliff looking at the beautiful, you know, whatever, the vista, and then all of a sudden the ground goes out from under you and you're you're gone. You transition, you know. I have to tell you this story that, that, uh, that I just found out about I was reading yesterday. There's a 22-year-old uh, surfer. Uh, she was getting prepared to go to the Olympic Games, mm. standing on the beach with a friend, and the sky was clear. The sky was blue. A random uh, lightning bolt came out of the sky, killed her instantly. She was 22 years old. That happened day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. We are having such a horrible time with, and you, you're right, you don't know. She was standing there to probably talking about boys or talking about the Olympics and how she was going to do. And in one second, the next second, she was gone. Yeah. It can happen that fast. Yeah, of course. It can happen. My mom transitioned from a misdiagnosis of small cell lung cancer. The doctor told her it was bronchitis. She was gone. She was diagnosed and she was gone in six days. Oh, six geez. days. You know, so it's like, you know, this is one of the things that I wanted to talk about is one of the things that I think this time has given us is the fact of the matter of really what's important and what's not. What's the crapola that we can deal with and the crapola that we don't want to deal with or the crapola that's important and not important. But what's super important is to take the time to express how you feel to the people that you care about. You know, I send an email to my aunt Sheila across the country, you know, as often as I possibly can, because I want to let her know that I'm thinking of her. I'll give her a call and she might not answer the phone or she might be out or something else like that there. But, you know, I'm not there and I'm trying to let her know as much as I possibly can, because I don't know, I could go. I'm not talking about her. Yeah, she's 90, whatever, but I'm talking about me. I mean, I, there have been times in my life where I came real close to death. I came real close to transitioning. So it's really important to, to take time and express your feelings to the, and your emotions and your thoughts to that, to that being, whether it's an animal or whether it's a person. It doesn't matter. You know, it really does make them the things better. It makes it better. My father transitioned in 2005. I was living in Germany with my husband at the time. And we knew that he was in the hospital, but we weren't coming to the States for that. We were coming to the States for anything. It just coincided with him going into the hospital. The night before, I just had this intuitive feeling that I needed to say to my father, all the things I always wanted to say to him, you know, and express to him 
the good, the bad, and the interesting. So I, I did. I said, you know, and we had this really beautiful heart-to-heart conversation. Really beautiful. I cried. He cried. And my father was not one to cry. <laughs> so, and, you know, in all intents and purposes, he was getting out the next day or two days or something like that there. There was nothing, you know, bad going on. Um, so we had this heart to heart conversation where I was able to tell him about, you know, um, it, it give him permission it was okay that he didn't know about my mom's boyfriend and how abusive he was and, and also how his actions when I was a kid, you know, were hurt me, but you know, that I moved on from it and I really appreciate him being in my life, yada, yada, yada. So I really, I don't really remember what I said. I know that it was just a, a pure heart-to-heart communication. Well, the next day, you know, we are going to get on the plane in five hours. My mom calls and says he died. Did I know? No, I did not know. But I was, I know that I hung on to the fact that I was able to clear the air with my father through that whole process of funerals and memorials and, you know, condolences. I kept saying, Thank you, God, that I had that, that I expressed that. I cleared the slate. I had no guilt. I had no anger towards him. I had, I had made my peace. And that is so important. That is such a gift. And if you can do that and just know that you can hang on to that and say, thank God I said that to that person. I expressed to that person that being whether it's an animal or person, I express to them how much they meant to me. I express to them what they, what they're, what them being in my life meant to me. I mean, that's huge. I had the same darned experience as you did just about. No, really? Yeah. You know, my, my brother passed in, uh, in October Yeah. and my brother and I had spent, I don't know, 50 years of not really getting along very well. We're completely different types of individuals, had completely different belief structures, belief systems. He thought I was nuts. Still, still does probably. And, uh, and, but, uh, and he went through his uh, stage four lung cancer and for a long time believed that, that God was going to heal him. And he was then going to get a minivan. He was going to go around the country talking about he got healed by God from stage four lung cancer. Well, apparently God had other plans for him because, uh, I get a call and he had been doing poorly, get a call on Monday morning and his caretaker said, uh, Randy's come to the conclusion that he's going to die and uh, he's listening to music and he wanted to talk to you. And um, so we had a nice conversation about, about life, about death. I had him play the song that they're going to play at my funeral, which is uh, of course it's a Beatles song. And, uh, um, and he sang, we sang along with it and we cured 50 years worth of angst in, in 10, 15 minutes. My, my advice to those that are out there is don't wait for that because you might not get it. And it's so important. It happened also, I was gifted that with both my parents, I had that again, like I said, my mom, we had no idea. We just thought she was always suffering from bronchitis. So we thought it's bronchitis again, you know? Um, and I was able to have said to her, we had a really, really good conversation and conversations like months before, like two months before, you know, where she was able to say, you know, express stuff. And I was able to express stuff. And it was so cool because again, when that happened, I went through, I mean, she was fine one minute and then all of a sudden she started, you know, hallucinating about CSI Miami, which she loved, you know, telling me that, you know, what was it? Is it Horatio or something was in, you know, she, she was helping Horatio find his, his daughter. And, and I was like, one minute she was fine. Next minute, boom. And that was not my mom. She was always very, you know, lucid. Okay, very, very lucid, very smart woman could do the New York Times crossword without a dictionary. So for something like that to happen, switch like that, there was that was warning signs. So again, it, she she was diagnosed in six days. So there wasn't a lot of time. You know, I'm running around trying to get stuff done. There was no time to have a dyad with her. 
and then she got on, you know, she um, got home. We finally got her home. And then on a Tuesday and she passed on the Thursday. So, and she was on morphine. So there was no, there was nothing. There was, she was gone. Elvis had left the building. So I understand it's not always easy to express things, especially when it's like 50 years of stuff. You were gifted that because he had that clarity. But sometimes you could get, you know, locked into what was, you know, my mom was always like this to me and I want to express this to her and I have this anger towards her or I have these strong emotions towards her. But that's when you can use things like dyads, like a dyad. I have a video of a dyad and how powerful it is on my, my YouTube page. But a dyad is when you're able to express your feelings to another being. And I do this between people and animals too. That was what I was doing in that video dyad. I had just done a, a dyad between a person and her cat. And they were able both to express their feelings. But a dyad is where you're able to express your free feelings freely. And nobody can dispute, dispute it. So one person goes and says, I feel so-and-so. And the other person says, thank you. And then they say, I feel so-and-so. So it's a way for you to kind of like, not get mired in the, well, you did this to me and you did that to me and you did this. To me. It's not about that. It's about way this makes me feel like that. And nobody can really dispute your feelings because they're your feelings. So dyads are a great tool to just go back and forth and back and forth. Doesn't that require both people to be of the same mind, though, that they want to do that rather than because it's, it's hard sometimes because you might feel like you want to make it all better and you want to get to get it all out. But mm -hmm. the other person is still angry. Yeah. How do you work? How do you, how do you bring up a dyad? How do you, how do you put it together so that you can both agree on the ground rules that you're going to live by? Well, the dyad is, has to be with people who are, who are ready to, to delve kind of like deep and just express their feelings. You can't make somebody do a dyad. You can't make somebody do anything. So it has to be somebody willingness to play with this a little bit. And um, the, the thing of it is, is that, you know, you could actually do a dyad with somebody's higher self. You know, you're expressing to their soul, their essence. You can have a dyad between you and their higher soul. And just getting out your feelings, it's about getting out your feelings and getting out your emotions and getting out your, uh, your, your needs and your desires in, in a way that you feel seen and heard. It doesn't necessarily have to be with that person face to face. It's quite interesting. It's quite powerful. You know, it's a quite, it's a very powerful technique. Now, did you find when you, when you've been doing these dyads or in, in other conversations that you've had, mm -hmm. do you find that when you are in that space and you are really trying to get clear with another human being that, and, and that clarity starts to come mm -hmm. that all the other, all the other, excuse the expression, bullshit and all the other anger and fear and whatever whatever it is whatever that combination is that tends to go away because then now you're having a deep conversation with another human being yes absolutely because what happens is you're 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 expressing things that have been buried that you thought oh don't really need to talk about that don't need to really deal with that and it's healing you're you're healing yourself you can have a dyad with your animal you know i mean just expressing and then just maybe just taking a moment yeah you can also use me of course <laughs> but taking a moment and just pausing in between and see if you get anything do you get a sensation do you get an image in your mind do you get um words in your head do, what their answer you know, back and forth, just express it. Just, and it doesn't have to be for long. That's the power of the dyad. The dyad that I did with um, between Nina and her cat was, I think each one took five minutes. And it was, it was, it, you'll, if you watch that video, you will see how extremely powerful it is. 
because you take five minutes to express your true feelings to another person or another being. And that's, that's really important. You know, that's really, that's sacred. It's, it's a sacred moment. So, you know, I think that there's, there's, I think that there's personally, there's seven stages of grief. Some people say five, but that they, I think they, the five stages kind of cut out some of the really, really good, you know, really important stuff. So, you know, I think as you move through the seven stages, I think it's important to really ground yourself, really center yourself, maybe go outside and just be in nature for a few minutes, because that's going to ground you because we're, when we get in the grief or any kind of strong emotion, anger, rage, um, what happens is, is that we lose the connection between divine and we lose the connection to the earth's magnetic field. So it's really important to ground because through that you'll, you'll open up the connection to divine. You know, it's like, so there's like seven stages of grief. So the first one is basically disbelief and shock. You're like, holy crap. I can't believe this is happening. Hang on a second. This is too much. I, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. You know, um, I can't believe something like this would happen. You know, I mean, you felt it in your body. I felt this in my body as soon as I read about uh, Boulder. And I was like, oh, man. And then it's it's important, though, when you're connecting to these strong feelings to, re I think, to really honor them and to really give them access to you because they're coming through for a reason. We get, we usually get into trouble in two ways. We get into the trouble in not feeling these feelings and stuffing them and pretending like oh, everything's fine. It's all okay. It's all okay. You know? <laughs> and then we get, or we get into trouble where we get stuck in them. We, we get so overwhelmed by them. They don't, we don't give them a chance to move through. We get stuck in them for years and months and weeks and days. So it's really important to feel this is okay. This is coming up for a reason. I hear you. I feel you. I see you. I acknowledge you. Okay. What can I do? My nervous system is a little messed up right now. Maybe some deep breathing, you know, and I talked about this in last week's show. I know when my nervous system is taxed, when I'm shallow breathing, I bring my attention to my breath and I notice how I'm breathing. And if my breath is very shallow, like I'm not breathing all the way or taking a full breath or it's staggered, like I will take in a breath and then I'll hiccup and then I'll continue on. I know my nervous system is being really attacked. So it's important to go back. I think with grief, it's important. We want to go outside the body. I think it's important though to go inside the body in order to be able to move through and move it. When I say move through, please don't think that I'm saying just getting it done and getting through it and not, you know, let's move on, you know, move on. You know, we've all had people who told us, you know, move on, let it go. <laughs> you, I want to feel my feelings. You don't like it. Go fucking someplace else, you know, but um, so there's, there's belief and shock, disbelief and shock. There's denial. No, no, this ain't happening. This ain't happening. This is not happening. There's guilt. This is the one that's been left out. Guilt and pain. So you start, this is where I was talking about how when I, I when that guilt and pain came up, I was able to really just focus on the fact that, and thank the universe, thank you. I had that conversation with my father. Oh my God, I had that conversation with my pilot. I took that and I hung on to it like grim death because I was like, I had that. I got, I cleared my plate. I don't have guilt. He knows that I loved him. I told him so. He knows I appreciated him. I told him so. You rode that thing with your, your brother. I'm sure you rode that conversation you had with your brother. That's a beautiful conversation you had. You got to take stuff. And, and just remember when, when these, these emotions hit to just, just use these as kind of like your flotation device through these strong emotions, you know, it just, it helps. So then there's bargaining, 
Well, you know, especially when you're like, for example, somebody loses their job or their lifestyle. They're like, look, God, universe, you get me this job and I promise you I will never complain about my boss ever, ever again. You get me my mom through this and I swear to God, I will. I was on the floor when my mom got her diagnosis. I was on, I got home. My, my cat, Sammy was there. Thank God for him. I'll talk more about him in a little bit. He helped me so much, so much. Um, but I got in the house and I collapsed. I've never had this before. I collapsed and I was in a fetal position on the floor sobbing. Get me, get her through this, Lord, get her through this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. You got to get me, you got to get her through this. You get her through this. I will do whatever you need me to do. That's bargaining, you know, and that's okay. You know, then there's anger. We all go through the anger. Then there's depression. This is where a lot of people get stuck. And people also get stuck in the guilt and the pain. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. If only, oh my God, I can't believe that I said this to them two days before they transitioned and I never apologized. So there's the depression and then there's the acceptance. Now with the acceptance, it's really important that when you understand that acceptance is not about happiness. It's not, oh, you, my mom died. Yep, yeah, you, okay. yeah. You know, it's not about that. It's not, happiness and acceptance are not the same thing. It's about getting to a place of peace that you realize that there is, what is, is, that place of peace of what is, is, and understanding that there's a bigger picture going on and allowing that to kind of like flow through you that, that enabling you to start getting back to and I don't want to say I don't like that word but um getting back to a place of of balance balance so all these things are really really important for you to feel they're coming up for a reason. It's it's helping you get to a place of peace in your life about whatever this situation is, whatever this situation is. And you all, we all go through it. And then there are some ways that you can, you know, you can help yourself through it um, that I'll give you. But uh, I mean, there's been a lot of change this year. Even if you're under a rock, <laughs> there's been a lot of change this year. Okay. Now, now, before we go too much farther than that, because yeah. I, because I'm my brother went through, and you just identified the seven steps that he did go through, because yeah. it was it was a five month period when between the time he had the brain surgery and because it had metastasized, and and so it was over that five months that he went from anger to bargaining to guilt, and, uh, and then it ended up being acceptance. Yeah. of his situation mm -hmm. understanding that he was but i wanted to ask you because i firmly i believe i believe in an afterlife i believe in what you have told me about it and what others have told me about it 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 changes how i would feel about it if i didn't believe that there was anything left if there was anything after that um, do you find that that gives you comfort when you're talking about your your father and your and your mom and stuff that that you understand that they're well and that they're okay and that they're you're going to see them again rather than I don't know he didn't go to church every Sunday so and he didn't he he had meat on Fridays and the Catholics say you're going to hell if you have meat on Friday so I don't think I'll ever see him again because he's in hell. That's a whole different perspective than than if I'm getting going to get to see them again. Do you find that it helps you? Does it help your clients and people that you know recognizing that this isn't all there is that there's more that we get to have uh, we get to have that we just have to wait. Yeah, yes, I do a lot of work with people, especially you know through my animal communication work of of people 
grieving their animals and giving them a voice so that they can talk to them and be to them and the same be with them and and express to them what they were feeling and how much they meant to them and they did okay did they do the right thing by their animal you know did they do um did they euthanize them too soon did they wait too long did they wait too to did they go too quickly did they but what there's all different kinds of uh, things, but I know that I was given a gift and I guess we're going to do a show on death. Um, <laughs> that um, yep, I, I, I was given a gift. Uh, I can't remember when it was. I have to look it up because I wrote it. I, I wrote it down. Um, it, very shortly after my mom passed, I was back in Germany and um I was given a gift where I went back to non-physical. It was a visitation, was not a dream. It was, it played out like a movie. Um, and I'll, we can go more about that in a later episode, but it was an incredible gift, incredible gift. And then there was the gift, the even bigger gift of seeing what happens to us when we walk through the door. I was on the other side of the door. I was able to see what happened when I was in non-physical heaven, Nirvana, Valhalla, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I was able to see what happened. And that gave me a sense of peace. I understood now the bigger picture. I saw the bigger picture. I saw what happens. So I had no fear. You know, I it, it, the fear got taken away. Look, if you believe what you believe, that's fine. I don't want to believe that even the people that did, uh, you know, interesting things to me when I was a kid, I don't want to believe that there there's a hell. I mean, I, I want to believe that there's a like a car wash. And that's what I do believe. I, they, they cleans the soul. The, the, the soul has to be something the soul is divine. It cleans the soul. And so the soul can then, you know, after going to like this, through the squeaky clean car wash and the soul rehab, it goes back to the light, you know, because it's squeaky clean, you know? And it's like, I, I have to believe in that because it feels, it gives, yes, it does give me comfort. Okay. Um, it, it makes me happy and I, I want to be happy. So so that, that brings me to uh, something that I haven't heard very many people talk a great deal about, mm -hmm. and that is the grief associated with the loss of a high school sweetheart, of somebody that you dearly loved and they break up with you, don't want to see you anymore, mm -hmm. uh, you have friends that disappear, um, and there's there's a lot of grief that goes in with how we've invested in those relationships and they're just not there anymore. That can be as tough a period of grief as anything, any death can bring you because it's those people are still walking around then <laughs> and, and stuff. And if you sure. like, I lost my high school sweetheart, uh, I didn't lose her. She, she decided not to show up anymore and, uh, and, and stuff. And that was, that took, that took me 30 years to get over. Mm-hmm. But if you had, I mean, it's, th there's a, there's a line between working through your stuff and rehashing stuff. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's really, it's really, there's a powerful technique of just that I use that I just see that person in vision in white light. And I send them love. I send them compassion and empathy. And I cut ties. And we're going to talk about this in another episode. <laughs> but um, on toxic people. Uh, but it's like, you know, I just take that time to just, because pushing them away and telling them to go fuck off is not going to work. I mean, it's going to, that, that, that eats you up. You got to acknowledge it. You got it. That's what I'm talking about with the seven stages. You got to acknowledge these feelings are coming up for a reason. Try not to forget them and push them away. I don't whatever. I'm just going to look over here for a little bit. You know, I'm not, but you don't stare at them forever. 
You, you oh, this is awful. Oh, this, yes, it's awful. Yes, it's awful. It is awful. We got to honor what happened in Boulder. We got to honor those souls. Okay. We got to honor that the, 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 the people that went through that, that lived through it. You know, we got to honor them and say, I am sorry that this happened to you with compassion, with empathy. I am sorry you went through this. I truly, truly am. But I'm not going to be here in a year to two years to tell them, you, you, you know, you either got to get over it. It's not about that. You got to work through it. What? Okay. Yes, this happened. Yes, it's awful. Yes, it fucking sucks ass. Okay. And not in a good way. It just, it's bad. Okay. It's awful. Now, but what can we do to uplift? What can I do to uplift you? What can I do to help you? What can I do to, 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 to help you move through this? You know, so social media, you know, that's one of the ways that people do work through their grief. Social media is a great way because you get a lot of people saying, you know, you're, you you post about your animal, you post about your mom, you post about losing your job, you post about losing, you know, uh, you know, uh, break up on a relationship, um, you post about whatever, you know, losing the fact that you're financially, you know, in 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 dire straits right now, and you get that support. You get that compassion, you get that empathy, feed off that, understand there's all these people that helps you. It makes you feel like you're not alone. It makes you feel like you're being seen and heard and acknowledged. But there, there has to be a time where you stop looking at what is and start saying, I need to look at what I want and what I want to be. What, what do I want this to be? Where do I want this to go? You know, I, yes, I'm acknowledging my, my life and I, there's no time frame, but there is a time when, you know, you, you know, when you're sitting in it for too long, you know, you, you, you just feel it. And people will tell me, I can't get out of this. And I was like, okay, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I, how can I help you? How can I uplift you? That is what being an uplifter is. It's not telling people to get over it, like, you know, moonstruck, get over it. You know, it's not about that. It's about, yes, feel your feelings and what can I do to help you move through them? You did did that very well. That sounded just like Cher. (laughs) Get over it. Oh, man. I'm sorry. And, And, yeah, because... I know that that uh, we all suffer grief, and a lot of us are carrying it around with us all the time um, because we're things happen and we haven't resolved them. How do you help people resolve them? It depends on the person. It depends on what's going on. I'm not going to use. I you know I might use a similar technique between this, but if it's somebody who's sorry, I got a cat hair on my face. <laughs> That cat is going with you everywhere. Oh, Lord. Um, but it, it depends on the... Te- I'm going to feel into those techniques for this person. Is it, is, it a, uh, is, it, is, is it the fact that something came up in their sexuality and they're dealing with sexual shame from when they were a kid? That's grief, too. How yes, can we is. move through that? How can we move through this, these strong emotions? You know, there's denial, there's disbelief, there's shock, there's there's anger, there's guilt, there's pain, there's the, the whole thing. You know, it's, it depends on what's going on. So somebody like that, I would use a different technique with them. Um, I would feel into it. If somebody's going through grief with their animal, I would, again, and I do this a lot, you know, I would feel into it. What do we, what, what do you need? What do you need? What can I do for you? First, I would ask them, what do they need? Some people just need to be vent, you know. Um, some people just need to, you know, speak it out and and use the sounding board so that they can come up with their own processes. But, you know, I'm not going to tell people to keep on posting, keep on posting to social media over and over and over and over again because you're stuck in it. The, we, Facebook comes up with memories, okay? There's got... You know, there are people, we all have seen people that post year after year, 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 year, the same memories about this animal passing. 
this person passing. It depends on what that feels like to you. If it feels like you're honoring that soul and you're able to then still, you're moving through it. It's just a little honor. Boop, boop, boop. That's great. But if it feels like it's like, this is really making me feel like I'm tied down. It, it makes me feel like I'm I'm tethered to this one event. You know, I go through my memories on Facebook a lot and I delete the ones that just aren't feeling good to me. You know, um, I don't, I don't, I, a few years ago, I stopped posting the anniversary of my mom's passing and my dad's passing. Not because I don't love them, not because I don't want to think about them, but because it felt like I was, I was doing it not for the right reasons. It felt like I was doing it to do it. You know, I felt like, oh, well, it's his anniversary. I got to. Hold on. Just a <laughs> it's his... I, I, have, I have another appointment after this podcast. So okay. uh, Mr. Appointment, I'll call you right back. Uh, I'll call you at one o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah. So I stopped posting. So um, and because but it, it's about what feels right to you. So. Let's go through some ways. We talked about the grief. Now let's go through some ways that you can move through it. Okay. So there are the dyads with either the, the soul or with that person, if they're open to it. There are things like essential oils. I looked up, there's a lot of different, you know, oils that you can use that, that people, I Googled it and there's a lot of different ones, but I'm just going to throw out some, some ones just, um, just to, to have on the recording. So um, there's sandalwood and there's rose. Rose is about the heart. Uh, there is lavender and chamomile. Chamomile, both of them are very soothing for the soul and for the heart. Uh, there's um, two drops of, uh, or a drop of bergamot and uh, Lang Lang. I'm not a big Lang Lang fan, but if you're a Lang Lang fan, then go crazy, cray cray with the Lang Lang. Um, <laughs> smudging your house. Uh. When you're going through a lot of energy, big energy, it's really a good idea to smudge, to, to sage your house using sage, palo santo, wood, lavender, cedar, whatever feels right to you. But it's that's a really important thing because the energy, just like you clear your, you cleanse your house and you vacuum your house, you got to cleanse it. So um, especially when you're moving through huge, huge, huge amounts of emotional stuff, you want to clear that out, get that out. Um, flower essences. I'm a big supporter of these things. I love flower essences. Um, so you can get flower essences, a combination of like chamomile, star, uh, chamomile again is soothing. Star Bethlehem is um, a Bach flower specifically for grief. I did this a lot for a lot of clients. Um, hollyhock is for joy and acceptance. Uh, walnut, walnut is great for accepting change. So what you can do is um, there's a great place in Boulder, Colorado. It's no coincidences that I send my clients to a lot. And it's called Rebecca's Herbal Apothecary. Great place. I'll post the, the link to them, but they'll make you a custom flower essence. And um, they'll ship it to you, ship it in really beautiful packaging. It's so sweet. It's so great. But flower essences, rescue remedy. Rescue remedy is for any kind of shock. You give the, always have this stuff on, on hand. It's great to have on hand. It also comes in a cream if you need it. Maybe planting a tree in your backyard or a bush. Rose bush represents deep love for, for the being or for your animal or for your, your person or for the, for the event, you know, planting a, 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 a bush that represents renewal through this COVID time that, that's planted specifically for the people who, uh, who have transitioned from COVID or just you going through your own personal transformation. I cannot tell you how many people have told me that they use this COVID time to reinvent themselves. 
They let go of the old. They transitioned from the old into the new being of themselves. So maybe planting a bush for that that part of you, that that old part of you, you know, so that you can uplift yourself. You look at it. You can go outside to this tree or this bush and you can put your grief to it because you want to also move it you want to move it out of the house. We, we we get stuck in the house. You want to move it out of the house. So if you put your grief outside, it's in nature, you know? And um, so trees, uh, trees, wisteria is a great tree, birch, cherry wood, dogwood, um, um, plants, roses, elm, wisteria, like I said, daffodils, hydrangeas, these all represent renewal and also love. Um, music. You were talking about music with your brother. Oh, yeah. Listening to music that soothes you or moves you, you know, through the different stages, you know? So when you, when the anger comes up, maybe putting on Metallica, you know, <laughs> eat it out, you know, do something, you know? Yeah. When you're going through depression, listen to uplifting music, maybe hymns or just, you know, like Enya or something. I don't know. You know, um, crystals, crystals are big. These are why I'm wearing these today. So anything that deals with root chakra, which is the first chakra, the third chakra, which is your solar plexus, which is where you get all that knotted energy up heart throat. So you can express your feelings and you can express your emotions and also the crown chakra. So some things that are really good um, are, hang on a second, let me just make sure I get everything. So uh, we got, um, I love this, this is one of my favorite ones. This is called Aragonite, okay? It's very unusual looking, it's very sparkly. So I like that, you know, that's me. That's my sensual sparklies. Aragonite is great rooting, rooting chakra. It keeps you rooted, keeps you grounded, keeps you centered. Um, so that's the, the root chakra is any, really any, um, any crystal that's red. So this is, this is, uh, carnelia, carnelian, and then this is moonstone. So moonstones for the crown chakra, and this is for rooting you and keeping you centered. I love this. That's one of my favorite pieces. Ragnite, just holding it, keeping it. Maybe even with some, not all, okay? Some crystals you can even put in water and drink that water. So you're taking it inside you, but make sure that it's it's not it's it's water, it's not water soluble. Like you can't put selenite in water. Selenite is uh, for the crown chakra. This is poisonous. So please don't put this in water. Please don't put this in water. Please don't put this in water and drink it. Please don't. <laughs> Can okay. we put them in water? Just out of I just don't want anybody doing it and sending me an email, okay, that somebody transitioned because they uh, do not put this in water and drink it. Do not. It's poisonous. Um, but something like aragonite, you can put in water. It doesn't, it doesn't dissolve, okay? So and the root chakra, anything red, anything red. Rose quartz for the heart is a great one. Okay. Um, and then if you wanted to, so you got the root chakra, you got the third chakra. The third chakra is yellow. So kind of like calcites, um, any yellow um, or anything that represents clearing, like smoky quartz is also really, really good. Um, but any yellow stone is good for the third chakra. The heart is green. So things like emerald malachite, uh, green fluorite, stuff like that there would be good. My throat chakra, I, I got this going on. So I got smoky quartz and I got turquoise. And then this is copper. So this is a con conductor. It emphasizes and, and um, um, how do I say it? It emphasizes and it, it, it really makes the stones that you wear stronger. So then we got the crown chakra. The crown chakra 
is all about selenite, apothalite. And don't put cellulite in water. I, I'm not sure you mentioned that. Yeah, Mrs. Smartness. Um, <laughs> so the blue stones. This is this is blue calcite. This is um, this is uh, kyanite, blue kyanite for the throat. Um, and this is amethyst. And amethyst is for the crown, but it's also for the third eye. You want stuff that's going to be able to give you that sense of groundedness without too grounded. And um, you also want um, something that is going to open you up so you can keep on feeling that divine connection, that divine love, supporting you, holding you, loving you. And yes, yeah, Susan, you can use black tourmaline and hematite. Hematite, though, is it, that's the magnetic stones, so they stick together. So, but hematite is not, um, it, it, it really attracts negativity. So you want to make sure that really whatever crystals, but especially with hematite and tourmaline, you want to make sure you cleanse them on a regular basis because they suck in the negativity in order, they suck the negativity in and then push the negativity out. So you want to make sure that you cleanse that hematite, especially hematite, because so many people have gotten themselves that I've heard from um, that have contacted me. They just like, I have this hematite. I've had it since I was like 12 Okay, have you cleansed it? Never. Okay, cleanse it, please. <laughs> now, cleanse it now, please. Because what starts happening is it can actually start seeping the negativity back into you. So you want to make sure, just cleanse your, cleanse your crystals. Selenite. So again, um, the selenite, you might want to cleanse this as opposed to with water, you're going to cleanse it with the sun put it in the sun, put it in the full moonlight. Um, if it's a windy day, let the wind energy, the wind element, you know, clear it out. Things like that. They're not the rain element, the wind element, you know. So there are different ways to move through this and support yourself. Um, you know, and then, you know, simply if you want to making, you know, maybe making an altar in your home for that, being but making it an uplifting thing you know not just like it's absolutely you could put their 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 um their ashes there but do uplifting things that make you feel connected an angel figurine a buddha fig figurine a figurine that that shows you that you know divine love is is always you know uh except you know available to you uplift uplift feel but uplift so you don't get so pulled down by all this this is very challenging time this is the time that we are shifting as humanity we are we are shifting and what's happening is is that a lot of people get mired down and then you got to think of it like a wave so what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're on top of that wave and riding that wave as often as possible. And if you dip, you dip, but then you get back up on top of that wave. Because if you're at the bottom of the wave, you are getting churned up and it gets harder to get up. The more you go down, the harder it gets up to get up. And what happens is, is that you can get churned up. And what's going to happen is you're going to get sand in your metaphysical bathing suit and you might drown. So you want to make sure you don't get drowned in this wave of tsunami that we're going through. You want to always make sure as much as you can. That doesn't mean that you, you're you like, everything's okay and it's, uh, I'm freaking out. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's really and truly saying, no, I am, this is, this thing that happened in Boulder has thrown me a little bit. Okay. How can I, what can I do to support myself? What can I do to maybe support people in the Boulder community so that we can all find our way out of this strong corridor of emotion. I have a question for you that I have not heard anybody talk about mm. much. I love those questions. Go for it. 
Um, my grand or my son's my my, my mother in law died four years ago, um, and what is happening now is what happened to her, and that is we've had half a million people die in the last year of COVID. We haven't been able to go to memorial services. That's right. We we haven't been able to gather to give our respects. And my brother, as an example, um, same thing. He is in the closet in the house where he died. Uh, my my mother-in-law is in the closet of my ex-wife's house. Mm-hmm. How does that affect? It does that affect us in any way that would be negative or that we need to to, to think about on how we are honoring those that rather than them being in a, a baggie in, in the corner of the closet uh, is should we be honoring them? Do they really care one way or the other? I think it's, I think it's primarily for us. Um, I think it's part of the grieving process. Um But again, I think it's really important to always check in with how you feel. Having my cat, my heart cat's ashes PC um, here makes me feel good. It it just makes me feel good. Um, But if I felt my mother's ashes and my father's ashes got spread in upstate New York at the house, and I did it by myself. I didn't, I had one ceremony for my mom with people. Yes, but my father, I spread his ashes upstate. So, because it didn't feel like I was supposed to hold on to them. It felt like I was almost just holding them back and in that holding myself back. So I did a real deep, immersive check-in with myself. What does this feel like? I don't have my parents' ashes, but that's because it didn't feel like I was supposed to have them. I'm not supposed to be. They needed to go. They needed to leave. They needed to, you know, be free. So that's what it feels like for me. Again, it's checking in to see what feels like. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what I say. If what I say doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. Bye-bye. Okay. But if what I say does resonate with you and it feels like it's a hell yes, or it even feels like it's like a maybe, because a maybe is a yes that just hasn't bloomed into a yes yet, then go for it. Try it, do it. it. But it's checking in and saying what feels right. Ooh, that plant thing, planting a plant for my heart cat, you know, PC, that feels really, really good. Um, planting a, a, a bush for my cat, Sammy, who transitioned this year, you know, um, unexpectedly. What about taking a, 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 a good sized bush and digging the nice hole, putting your, your relative in it, and then, in the, because then they're, that would be a way of honoring them on a, on a regular basis. That's it. That's, that's a beautiful way of doing it. And you can still get together. I mean, you can get together in, in a way that, um, um, you know, five close friends and, and stuff and have a planting ceremony and, and, and do that. That's a, it's renewal. It's about what does this mean? This, this means about the love that I had for my cat or my dog or my, my job and, or myself before and about who I am now and then plant a tree for who you are now or plant a bush for who you are now. See now that that's for me, that, that really resonates that because that is a continuing, um, that is a continuing form of energy that 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 the ashes are then going to be used by that plant and it's it it's it somehow it means to me like they're still with us and it's mm-hmm. a it's a way of saying every time i look at that plant i can i can go and say hey pop how you doing yep and uh and even though he's not there where he is can hear me talking to the plant and then he tells me I'm stupid and then we have a nice conversation or something. <laughs> it, whatever floats your boat. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's important, especially during this time that you give yourself permission to just do what feels right. 
like Janet was talking about how it, it gives her words for what she did with her parents' ashes. You're very welcome, Janet. We we have this, this, you know, if COVID gave us anything, it gave us this ability to say, fuck what society thinks. Really, I'm going to wear my unicorn pants and I don't care. You know, it's like we got so locked into what other people thought of us and how we should be acting that we got locked into it. And I think now COVID has given us this ability, this readjust almost, this reset. We're like, no, if it doesn't feel right to me, it's not right for me. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what Coriel says. I don't care what Kevin says. If it doesn't feel right to me, I ain't doing it. Great. Don't do it. That's awesome. I'm glad I was able to give that to you because I want you to do it when it feels right. That's lined up. That's aligned action. That's where the magic happens. I want to see what Susan said. My dad can't. My dad put his dead cat in the backyard and planted his favorite bush there. Seen the bush bloom every year reminds me of my dad and all his beloved kitties. I think that's awesome. And he appreciates that from the other side as well. Huh. I would think. Yeah, because when you think about them and you you think about them in a good positive way, they feel that their soul, the energy feels that. You know? Um so grief, it it's something that it's part of life, you know? It's it's a part of what what we are as human beings because we are physical. This is a physical plane. It's about missing when something is not in the physical anymore. It's it's and was in the physical. It's hard for us to do without it. And we got used to it. It's hard for us to do without it. And that's okay. But it's about moving through. Think of it like a, a stream, like a stream or a river, a gentle flowing river. You want to move through with it. You want to move downstream eventually. You don't want to get stuck, you know, upstream with the salmon. You, let's move it down. Yeah, and, 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 see, salmon know what they're doing. They're going upstream for a reason. We do. We sometimes get stuck, and we don't really know why. That's right. That's so, right. You are you are a phenomenal, young lady. We've done it again. We've exceeded our time limit. <laughs> <laughs> And it happened so fast. Uh, first of all, I'd like to really thank Susan and Janet and uh, um, oh, Susan, the other Susan. There are two. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, they're right. Susan, there are two of them. Susan and Janet. And, and anybody else who watched. So thank you very much. I mean, do you have any idea what we're going to talk about next week yet? None. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, that's all right. The, 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 one, the beauty of this exchange that we have is that sometime during the week i will get this notice from you that this is what we're going to talk about and it always makes perfect sense i really appreciate number one two things number one i appreciate your friendship number two i appreciate your honesty and and your your integrity I, I guess that would be three and four uh so and, and i so i appreciate a whole bunch and i appreciate the folks that you have around you that that appreciate who you are as well because they got it right oh thank you that means a lot is there anything that you'd like to tell our friends before we have to go I, grief is there for a reason you know it's it's a way of healing it's a way of transmutating whatever the situation that's going on. So move through your grief and, and just support yourself as much as possible. And don't forget to be gentle with yourself and love yourself. I think being gentle and loving yourself is, is really important. Yeah. You know, cause we're all going to have to deal with who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, it could be something as equally as horrific, or it could be something that's so much better. We just don't. There you go. 
Correct for the rest of the day. We're going <laughs> to. Coriel Kramer is. This is uh, Conversations with Coriel. And uh, I had I had a major. I, as I get older, you know, sometimes I just. It just doesn't. My brain just doesn't work like it used to. Yeah, um, Conversations with Coriel is the show. It's on every Tuesday at noon. Please tell your friends. Please. Um, um, subscribe to this channel so that we can do more with her and we can grow and because more people need to hear what she has to say i firmly believe that and uh um more people need to look at her and and appreciate her because she's got a wonderful smile too so uh um and and she's got, she's got a unique dialect like then there then i don't know how you do that but you do it well um so <laughs> Practice, son. Practice. My favorite one is it's a big, fat, hairy deal. And, and that just it's brings not it. a big, fat, hairy deal. Stop making it into a big, fat, hairy deal. Please. It, it just makes me it makes me giggle. So. Uh, oh, thank <laughs> so you, thank Kevin. you. Thank you really so much for being here. Thank you to everybody who's listening again. Please subscribe so that uh, uh, we can get the word out to more people and people will buy into it. And and uh, uh, we're, we're going to come up with something to talk about next week. Don't know what. We'll figure it out. She actually, she'll figure it out, won't you? I always do. <laughs> she always does. So on behalf of uh, Coriel Kramer, uh, this is Conversations with Coriel every Tuesday at noon. Don't miss an episode. We'll be back next week. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.